Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hara. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to Next Level Leaders Podcast. If you are new here, welcome, welcome. So happy you are here with us today, whether you randomly found this podcast by searching in the app or if you started listening because a friend or a coworker may have told you about the podcast. Either way, welcome. I'm always excited to bring you new and exciting content. And anytime you personally give me feedback, I appreciate it. Sometimes in the social media world, we feel like, oh, I'm so connected to that person because I follow their podcast or I follow them on Instagram. But are you really connected to them if there isn't as much of a mutual exchange, right? I talk about networking, how it's a mutually beneficial exchange. So if you have any feedback for the podcast, don't hesitate to reach out over on Instagram at Nicole.Harrop or my email info at NicoleHarrop.com. I would love to chat with you and get any feedback that you have for me, whether it's great or whether it's constructive feedback. Trust me, I can take any feedback. Uh, I did a presentation, gosh, probably about a month ago now, but after the presentation was over and I was feeling pretty good about it, the manager of the team shared the recording with me and I cannot tell you how many times I said the word like, and I don't typically do that. So I don't know what got into me, but it was very distracting. I had someone actually comment on my feedback form that because I said like so much, it was really distracting. So I am learning and growing as I go. Obviously with the podcast, I can edit out words. However, I don't often edit out the word like. I typically am editing out my filler word of saying um when I'm thinking of my next thought rather than having a little bit of space in between my sentences. So yeah, I'd love to hear from you and create more relationships and see how I can also help connect you with the right people and really growing a community of strong women who are driven and motivated to succeed. If you are new here or if you have been listening to a few episodes, I would love if you go to wherever you're listening and rate and review the podcast. I have an iPhone, so I don't really know how Android or other devices work per se. So if you're listening to an episode, you'll click on the title of the podcast and it will pull up more episodes. If you scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, you'll see ratings and reviews. So you can easily tap to rate a five star. It takes all of 
two seconds. But if you want to leave an actual review versus just a rating, that's where you'll go in and type the information. So if you don't have time to write out an actual review, you can go and click the five star to get the five star rating. I would love to have more ratings because again, it helps my podcast show up for more women who are wanting to get promoted at work and wanting to grow in their careers. So uh, if you have been enjoying this podcast, I would appreciate a five-star rating and to get more ratings. Right now we're at 19, so nothing too crazy, but I mean, I get it. I don't often review other podcasts as well. So now that I do have my own, it's kind of like you start realizing that those kind of things are important and it doesn't take a lot of effort. So um, yeah, pay it forward when you can. Okay, another reminder for my webinar that I'm doing. Again, it's free to register. I'm doing it with Apex System, so you'll get reminders from them. It's November 10th at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. So if you want to go to my website, nicoleharrop.com, you can click to register online. Again, it's a free event, and it's all about maintaining a positive mindset through your job search. Last thing before we jump into the episode with Kelsey Haybeck, if you haven't checked out patreon.com, I recommend maybe pausing this episode and going back so you don't forget this episode is jam-packed with greatness, but I will be mentioning it again at the end because we have a bonus question with my guests. I'm going to start asking a bonus question that is in regards to the content that we recorded. So if you are a Patreon member for as little as $5 per month, you will get access to additional questions from guests as well as additional recordings from me as well. Today, I'm gonna be releasing my thoughts on my personal top five strengths after my podcast episode with Heidi Zwart. I have not shared any of my strengths whether it be on the podcast or over on social media anywhere. I haven't shared my top five strengths yet, but I wanted to have my Patreon members be the first to get access to that and really dive a little bit deeper into what I thought would be my top five, what my top five actually are, and my thoughts around those. I actually go into my full top 10 And yeah, interesting to hear if you want to be further connected with me, go check out patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash next level leaders. Definitely worth checking out. All right. So my episode with Kelsey was so good. I talk about getting chills and sometimes I wonder if people are thinking, I'm saying that as a phrase because I think what they're saying is really great. But in reality, it I really do get physical chills all up and down my body. And during my discussion with Kelsey, I think I had the chills at least three times because everything she was saying was so inspiring and uplifting and motivating. I really I like had a smile on my face I was getting teary-eyed I loved talking with Kelsey because she is the epitome of what I want so many more female leaders to be 
And she's building exactly that by her example to the team members who she's hiring. We had such a good conversation and I am excited to have you tune in and give me any feedback and share it out with more people if you felt that it was inspiring or any of it resonated with you. It's helpful to share that with more women in the workplace. So if you're listening along and you feel called or pulled or tugged to share it with someone else, if someone else comes to mind as you're thinking about this podcast, reach out and say, hey, I was listening to this podcast and I thought about you. I would love if you wanted to give it a listen or share it out to your social media and add a little blurb of what stuck out to you instead of simply sharing it out there, make it a little bit more meaningful. And I don't even say this for my own content. I say this for any type of interaction on social media. It's so easy to respond with an emoji over on Instagram or, you know, a quick note of this is great on LinkedIn, but it's helpful if you can add a little bit more depth because that's going to make a more meaningful relationship and connection with you and that other person versus something that's a little bit more vague, like you may have not fully read through it or are simply commenting to comment because maybe a couple other people have. All right, so let's introduce Kelsey Haybeck and then I will jump into the episode. So Kelsey Haybeck is the Chief People Officer, managing talent acquisitions, talent management, human resources, employee initiatives, employer branding, and executive leadership and strategy for a technology company, primarily in the government sector. Kelsey became a vice president at age 28 and a Chief People Officer at age 31, originally the only female with a seat at the table. And if that intro doesn't have you excited thinking about all the things that she is clearly doing, you're going to love this episode where I ask many questions of how she manages her schedule, why she does what she does, and I think you will leave feeling just as inspired as I was. All right, we'll jump right in. Enjoy. All right, everyone, I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest today, and her name is Kelsey. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Hi, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, uh, Kelsey and I met, we were just talking about this before we started the recording, that we met through a girl boss platform, and it's really cool to figure out all the different places you can network and meet new people through, so Uh, I was looking for potential podcast guests and she reached out and said, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast and these are the reasons why and these are things that we can talk about and I loved chatting with you to figure out what would be a really great podcast episode and I'm really excited for today's episode. Yeah, good. Thank you. Girl Boss has uh, brought a lot of interesting creative opportunities or even just critical thinking my way. So I love it. All right. Well, I will let you introduce yourself both professionally and personally, uh, whatever you want to share. I would love to have you introduce yourself. Sure. So I, again, my name is Kelsey and I live in Chicago. Um, and I have been in the recruiting HR uh, industry for about 15 years now. Um, you know, my first sort of entryway into it was as an administrator, 
which really was more of a, a entry level recruiter HR position. Um, and I had a female CEO and I was invited to every meeting or every conference call. I had a lot of room to be developed. And so I ended up from there going into traveling around the country, opening up offices and training new recruiters and mm-hmm. speaking at conferences. Um, and it was a really amazing opportunity. I don't think anyone realized how young I was or how inexperienced, but what it did is it led me to um, executive recruiting, which is not for me, uh, it's way too stressful, and then into my current role where I've been for almost a decade. And we are a technology company heavy in the commercial and government sector. Um, and my current role is chief people officer. Uh, and I, I took the position really from one individual in an office to a talent and people division. So I lead all recruiting, manage all staffing, work closely with all mm-hmm. of our government personnel. Um, you know, we deal with all HR and onboarding. Every employee issue, good to bad, comes through me and then to our CEO. And with my team, we lead all people and, and culture-related initiatives and uh, all social media and branding and executive strategies. So I have a lot on my plate and I'm, I'm really lucky to have a um, great team. I'd say 90% of my teams have been female. Awesome. Um, I have a heavy female team right now and I'm really proud of these individuals that usually come to work with me, typically with little to no experience. And after about three to five years, they're really confident, sharp, knowledgeable experts sort of in this industry. We cover all topics, all pieces of development. Um, And then either it's time for them to go or get promoted, whichever way for the right reasons, it's the best feeling. So I'm really proud to have built heavy female teams over the past decade. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I love that you, you know, mentioned that and bring up that you have built teams mostly made up of women. So I thought that would be a perfect topic for today to, you know, figure out what it is and why, you know, you're building these teams. So I have some questions I'd love to ask you. The first one being, why do you think it's helpful or necessary to have a team made up of mostly women? Well, I think there's a few reasons. Um, One, in the industry I work in Mm -hmm. is male dominated. Uh, When I first started with the company, There were only women in administrative roles. Um, Women were hard to come by that even did the type of work that we were hiring for. So my interest in hiring women and developing women not only changed our metrics as a company, but it changed the mindset of female employees in our company. My seat at the table opened eyes to more women in manager roles, and now we have a female CFO. That never would have happened nine years ago. So the transition is amazing for our company. And, you know, it's also really important because we know women in the workplace bring more job satisfaction, more organizational dedication, you know, more meaningful work, less burnout. There's areas where women excel and bring and bring engagement to a company. And so why wouldn't I hire women? Because those are so many areas that my department really focuses on and they can bring those natural skill sets to my department and to our company. You know, we also know that women working with other women, collaborating with other women makes the experience for, mm-hmm. for women better. It makes companies more successful. We know it changes the culture of companies when we bring women together, thinking about women's issues, inclusion for women, benefits for women. This typically is developed from women in the company. We have that right now, you know, 
the women in our company are building out our new maternity leave program and designated areas for women when they come back to work and right. for the plan for them. There's not one male in that room mm -hmm. thinking about these issues. So we know women working together creates a better experience for other women in the company. And lastly, you know, majority of TA, talent acquisition, HR, talent management individuals, they're women. I have almost 15 years of experience in this industry I started really young, you know, why wouldn't I coach and develop young women, help make it easier for them, for them versus what right. experience I had. Um, we know a lot of companies don't treat HR departments at the same level as typically the other departments or their other senior leadership or executives. So in order to shift that mindset, somebody has to coach women into leaders, into confident performers and, you know, business minded, cost minded, gut check. Uh, individuals and have them gain a voice and sort of a style. So it's all about that transition piece for me. And I'm happy to take that on and see what happens. I, I'm a big believer in it. So there's a, there's a many reasons why having women team changes and shifts the company for the better. I could not agree with you more. I love when I'm recording these episodes with my guests and I get these kind of chill mm -hmm. moments where I get so excited and those like warm fuzzies inside of like, what companies yeah. are doing or what individuals are doing to make a difference to help women in the workplace. And you're right. There needs to be more women in those higher roles to be able to advocate mm -hmm. properly and think of the entire demographic. You see so many fails of marketing or maybe it's some sort of diversity or inclusion issues because they don't have female leaders or they don't have any diversity in their leadership team. You see all white men or something along mm -hmm. those lines. So it's so helpful. And I love that your company is thinking more proactively and knowing that that is so needed. I very much appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. And, you know, frankly, it's happening because I now have other women at the seat where, you know, you feel like you have this confidence to kind of attack one of these issues and say, okay, I have somebody else I can take it, tackle and take it on mm -hmm. with me. And there's so many conversations. I was just talking to somebody about this, about diversity and hitting metrics or shifting the company for the better. And that's really important. But there's also this piece of, okay, well, how do we retain that individual? How do we make sure they feel inclusive? How are we making sure our benefits, our rewards, our company policies, everything we do will keep them more than six months. And so that's sort of the secondary piece that I think is starting to become even a bigger conversation right now. Oh, definitely. I, I think you are thinking the right way to do exactly yeah. that. And you're putting in the effort and you have that desire to help them grow. And when people see yeah. that, feel that, they start to build that loyalty. So you you guys are definitely headed in the right direction and thinking of all the different ways to retain that top talent. Because if you're building it and helping develop it, you want to retain it, you know, to a degree. Right. So, yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So a two part question, because as you were talking about building teams of mostly women and why it made me think how do you get more women to apply to certain roles and how do you find and hire the right people who maybe wouldn't be the typical right fit so to say yeah well the imply piece is an interesting um idea because 
you know, for me, I'm hiring more of an overhead um, type of department. But for areas of our company that are technical and require certain certifications or certain educational backgrounds, it's really about us opening up our minds and our and our budgets to recruiting mm -hmm. in the not the standard ways and going to certain universities or certain alumni groups or or you know willing to travel out our recruiting teams and willing to sort of put in the budget that it's not just the standard job boards that we all know are out there right. and we're not perfect at it by no means but that is an area where you know you can start from a technical piece it's the same thing with diversity in the sense of going to um, certain MBA programs or certain alumni groups or certain professional groups if you don't put yourself into those groups if you're not reaching out to them if you're not mm -hmm. starting sort of a partnership with them then you're not going to ever change you know the community that that's around you or the recruiting pieces that make your hires different that shift the type of people that you're hiring so it's really about the recruiting piece and the budget piece, you know, your resources mm -hmm. that open up doors into different types of people. As far as, you know, hiring and, and maybe not um, hiring individuals that are, are not the typical right fit for my department, mm -hmm. that's really common for me. I, I hire uh, in all different ways. I have a lot of people that come from referrals. Some of them are interns, you know, some are hires from universities, some are hires from job boards. Um, you know, one of my best recruiters was our front desk receptionist. She was bored out of her mm -hmm. mind. And I said, give her to me. I'll develop her. I can, you know, I can do something with that person. And she went out to have a great career. I, I'm a little different in the sense that I'm open to hiring someone who doesn't have a lot of corporate or recruiting experience. At times I prefer mm -hmm. it. It's less bad habits I have to work through. Right. Um, you know, I have someone on my team that's has 25 years of experience, but that experience didn't always work perfectly for us. So then we had to work through all these details that were frustrating. I'm really focused on personality, attitude, soft skills, and sort of the response I get when I say, you know, com comfort level around phone calls and heavy communication mm -hmm. with managers and working in an environment that sometimes could be stressful or chaotic or being solution oriented. I'm really interested in that type of skill set and the response I get. And that kind of tells me whether or not someone is really ready for the type of environment I work in. Yeah, I prefer for them usually to be sort of junior. That's amazing. I So much of what you said is a breath of fresh air, I'm sure to so many people <laughs> listening because so often we get nervous about what does our resume and cover letter look like? Do I have enough experience, mm -hmm. especially so many roles that say, you know, X amount of years experience required, but I love what you're saying that if you have the right attitude and the will to learn and are malleable and receptive, then you can help mold them to exactly what you want them to be, which is amazing. Yeah. It's all about someone's motivation and sort of, you, you can kind of see it in them, whether or not they're excited or just kind of doing this job because they have to. I find this even with interns in our company. There's interns that are so incredible. And then we have the ones that are petrified to make a phone right. call. And usually, you know, I'm looking for somebody that has worked through school or has been in some sort of club or, uh, you know, done sports or, mm -hmm. I don't know, a fraternity or a professional group or a sales group or a debate group, it, it doesn't mean it's always worked out perfectly. But that type of individual that's exposed themselves and try to develop themselves as they're coming up, 
usually can walk in the door and be a little bit more confident about taking on basic tasks or responsibilities. And then I'm good. I can coach them. I can mold them. That's no problem. It's when there's constant pushback, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. Yeah, that, so. that definitely makes sense. So word to the listeners is to always be networking because you never know who's going to come around in those senses where, you know, being part of different groups, like you mentioned, or a debate club or some sort of sporting event, you just never know who's watching or who you can connect with. And I love that you mentioned all the different kinds of ways that you recruit and really thinking differently and approaching people that could be potential candidates, which is a great way to source for you know, diversity as well as women who maybe wouldn't put themselves out yes. there based on the certain roles that you're applying for. Like you said, your front desk receptionist, you know, probably wouldn't have ever felt confident to apply for those roles, but was so bored in, in what they were doing. So it, it makes sense to try something new and see if it works out. And if not, guess what? You can always go back to what you were doing. So that's what, right. what I always recommend, like get out of your comfort zone, I'm doing a lot of that in growing my own business. And it's like, what worst case scenario, I go back to doing what I was already good at. I just was bored with that. Right, but the risk is so low. Mm-hmm. The risk is so low. It's worth it. So, um, and you're right. There's We have a lot of our executive team that goes to these events and will, you know, shoot me an email. Mm-hmm. I met this young individual last night. They were so sharp. Please reach out to them. You know, we, and typically we put them in sort of inside sales. Well, we find places for these types of people. So you're right. Get yourself involved. It can literally change the route of your career. Yeah. Love that. More chills. Love it. Um, so you mentioned how much you develop women in these different roles. Can you walk me through how you, how you do that? How do you develop the women who report up to you? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I can imagine. It starts from day one. It's a lot. Uh, you know, I'm pretty clear that I'm an engaged leader. Um, I am really busy, but I say to them, that is never a reason or an excuse to not ask me a question, to not run something by me, whatever it is, you know how to get a hold of me. You know, if you see I'm on a call on Microsoft Teams, I do not want to hear that's the reason you did not reach out to me <laughs> yes. at two o'clock. I can still read at the same time. So I'm really, really clear with them about how engaged I am and want to be. Um, I think when they first come to me, we cover details, we cover processes, we get those piece that pieces down, we understand priorities, we understand schedules, you know, how, how your day should run. And then we can go to work. And for me, obviously, we're a recruiting and HR department. So I'm, I'm on their calls listening to their uh, pre screens. I'm reviewing their recruiting pitches. I'm reviewing their emails. Um, I'm working, listening. You know, when I listen to a call, I'm saying, you know, what's your prep like? Let's talk about your voice. Let's mm-hmm. talk about your listening skills with a candidate, your interaction, how you discuss things. I, I want to make sure we have an overall good experience as well as really coach someone on my team how to become a strong, strong recruiter. Um, and then we learn how to read data. Uh, you know, and then we start to go over sort of communication. I have many times when they'll send me an email and ask me to review it before they send it to another C executive or a large group. I'm constantly editing emails. Take that out. That's probably not ideal because add this in, try this. You know, then we move on to presenting. I don't speak from my team. So I coach them how to get ready and over time learn how to present and speak with 
people that are 10 to 30 years older than them, right. um, how to answer challenging questions, you know, how to take a hit and shake it off, right? Mm-hmm. So how to really have come out of that meeting and say, what just happened? And say, all right, I got to shake it off. We got to move on with the day. We got to figure that out and we'll represent. And then they start to be able to take on maybe an initiative or a new program and we work it from start to finish. And, you know, they still have a workload and now they're taking on building a new process and all the development and the edits. You know, then we evaluate their success involved with maybe employee issues and learn how to handle and, and make decisions that benefit the employee and the company at the same time. So the work really never stops for me. I mean, just last week, I sent two of my individuals on my team who have, are very interested in professional development, a long list of podcasts, books, mm-hmm. classes, and said, you know, take a look, see what interests you. We'll talk about it together. We'll discuss something together. And at the same time, I said to them, I'm not a financial expert. You have families and loved ones to guide you. Right. But get involved, get educated, start saving. You know, we know this is an area where women are not as educated and typically don't ask for help. We know that women typically are not as familiar with their 401ks. It's important to me that they are prepared in all areas of being a professional. I want them to succeed. And so I am quietly behind the scenes working with them weekly. We meet twice a week as a team. We have a few one-on-ones. And there's constant development. And I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I think my team runs really smooth and really successful and really transparent. And it starts with how I treat them. And they know that I might be tough some days, but they know that I'll never, ever not take care of them. And so there's full ability to develop them at that point. Um, Can I just say, can we clone you and provide like (laughs) one of you in every leadership group? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It is. And I have so many other areas that are running. But, you know, frankly, I need them. I need their help as much as I need mine. I need them to run, help me run this department. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I have other executives that are really hands off. And I just see how much chaos is in their departments. And and I just don't want any of it. So, yeah, yeah, so I just, we just, we work really, really hard. But then, you know, a year or two in, they're, they're so strong. They're ready to go. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't need me as much as they did that first year. So, yeah. Definitely. And I love everything you said, obviously. I I love that you talk about building that relationship with them so that when you do have tough feedback, they know it's coming from a good place that you want yeah. to help them. And so often from leaders, there's like a misconception that they want you to stay at this level so that they can stay at this level. And I've seen that in leaders where they don't want you to get much better because does that mean you might get replaced? You know, there's kind of that scarcity. So I love when leaders can be so empowering and especially to females who, like you mentioned, being able to talk about how to compose an email without words that are going to sound like they're, kind of putting themselves as a second priority or they're an inconvenience yeah. for reaching out or all those types of yeah. things where you know you're you're setting them up for success in the long run and yes that is more work right now but you clearly have seen the results from your own mm-hmm. helping uh, and mentoring that these women are so much more successful later on and maybe they end up leaving the company at some point but they are so great for what they're doing for you in your company and in their role before that ever happens. Yeah, I agree. You know, I just sent my team probably two weeks ago a, a big image and it had 
like 50 different ways before you apologize yes. and say, I'm sorry, a different way to respond to being late to a meeting or late to a project or asking a question, you know, instead of that initial, I, I apologize mm -hmm. for reaching out or I'm sorry, I'm running behind. There's all these different ways to communicate without constantly saying, I'm sorry, even when they're on a call okay. with me and or they'll call me and say, I'm sorry to bother you. Please don't say I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It drives me crazy. But, you know, I think there's two pieces to this. One, the position they're in, in right now, hopefully it's still there, some of them in two years, and hopefully some don't exist anymore. Right. We've shifted the company enough where there's enough room for them to develop and promote them. Mm -hmm. And that, that role isn't needed anymore. And, you know, there's a lot of idea that you only develop people who are in need of it. That's not true. You don't just develop your challenged employees. You develop everybody all the time or you offer it. Right. And you'll see such a difference instead of just focusing on the people that maybe need it more or are struggling because typically they don't always want it. Mm -hmm. So you, you treat everybody as somebody that's fair game for development. And it's, it's incredible that the difference you'll see. Definitely. Uh, random question. Do you find that you are able to delegate some of your other tasks within your role? So you are able to focus more on the people development kind of random, but off the cuff, I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, that's a big piece of my role right now. You know, our company has, gone from a $35 million company to a $70 million company wow. in less than three, less than five years, mm -hmm. right? Three really. So my team has grown by one or two. I've, I've been creative with interns or other ways to build that department where maybe, mm -hmm. you know, it's a little lean in certain areas. And so I'm really upfront. I have to get out of this conversation. We keep, we can't keep talking about this weekly. You have to start being a little more independent. You have to come prepared. Nice. So I'm really kind of pushing them to think about it. And then as they practice this idea, as they practice that task with me, I'm slowly getting away from it a little bit, a little bit, and a little bit. So it's a process, but that is something I'm working on all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as my role shifts, there's no choice but to give them things and just trust that they'll do the best they can. And if something doesn't go, you know, 100% pretty perfectly, we'll figure it out along the way. I I'd rather take the risk of some mistakes being made, then hang on to something. I'm not a territorial manager. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing, if you want to do something, sure, take it. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. And then we'll work through it. So, um, but that is a process as my role continues to shift and shift and shift. More is coming off my plate or just those mm -hmm. things that maybe I had time for a year ago. You got to, that's yours a hundred percent. We don't talk about that any day anymore. You got to think about it yourself and come to me with ideas. Yeah, I think that's exactly how it should be. And I love what you're saying about that because with having a strong female leader, I mean, I feel like you can't get much better than that in the sense that you are able to give so much feedback and real-time feedback to other women. Right. Whereas a male leader and not like as a bad thing, but they might not realize the things that like those little nuances, as you're mentioning, like saying, I'm sorry for being late or, you know, sorry for bothering you or whatever that may be. A male might not notice that as, as well as a strong female leader who's kind of worked up those ranks. So I, I think we need so many more strong female leaders and that's what I hope to create with this podcast and other things that I'm yeah, doing. Good. What you're doing as well is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. 
Great. So what is a common theme or maybe a struggle you see with the women who you hire that maybe you help them overcome? Yeah, it's kind of the same idea what we've been talking about, Nicole. You know, speaking up, having an opinion, having a voice. Mm -hmm. There's such a fear of punishment or some sort of discipline for expressing themselves. And frankly, I've had it myself Mm -hmm. over my 15-year career. I'm not, uh, you know, that's been a part of my career at times. Um, But there is a really big challenge with getting them to speak up at the same level that a male colleague will. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm constantly pushing for their viewpoint. That's why I don't speak for them in meetings. I want them to have this voice that's their own. They don't have to have my brand or style. I don't care about that. But I will watch sort of what they say or how they present it just to, you know, just to help them get their point across and be successful. Another area is really learning how to communicate, like you said, whether it's mm-hmm. an email, it's in person, it's in between, um, you know, that allows them to have success, get approval and not and, and do it without not coming without coming across defensive or judgmental or even inappropriate. Typically, mm-hmm. Um, there is some insecurity there, and I, I find that in the beginning sometimes of, their, of a female's career, what I've noticed mm-hmm. is when they're really young, the insecurity leads to a lot of like wanting to protect themselves and stick up for themselves and defend themselves, and it's like, okay, get rid of all of that because yeah. none of that matters. No one's questioning your work ethic. No one's questioning what you're doing all day. We're just trying to get to a result, so if you can take that sort of personal immediate reaction out of the conversation will have better results. So I really work with them on how to communicate um, at all levels. And, and the biggest thing, you know, I'll say to them too, is, is if, if somebody comes into our department and makes a judgment call or gives somebody an answer on my team and I'm not obviously there mm-hmm. and it's typically a male and it's typically someone, you know, two decades older, They'll just take the answer. They'll say, okay, yep, sure, no problem. And I'm constantly saying, wait a minute, why didn't you stop them? Why didn't you ask questions? Why didn't you give your viewpoint? You are the expert more than they are in this department. You know more than they do. You work on this type of work every single day. Mm -hmm. So show that you're a valued player. Take risks. Help push the needle. You know, so I'm trying to make them realize your viewpoint, no matter what level you're at, it matters when it's somebody coming into my department, because you do this work every day, you understand the needs. So, you know, for me, those are the big areas, having a voice, Mm -hmm. learning how to communicate, and not just accepting a yes, or just immediately saying, okay, no problem. When you know, that's not a good answer. That's not the result we wanted. So it's over time, it's, you know, it's slowing down the employee, Mm -hmm. it's making them take a breath and think and, and say, wait a minute, what would Kelsey's do or what what have I seen her do in the past it's just taking that moment before they immediately respond so those are the big things we really work on and it's a a long long process it doesn't happen overnight yeah and everything you're talking about is that those skills those desires it's none of the things that you're saying of oh let me teach you how to answer a call or you know what I mean so I love that you're emphasizing those different you know softer skills that they need to be able to stand up for themselves, have an opinion. I think what stuck out to me most is dropping those defenses because I've been there as well, being a younger female in a leadership position and having people tell me to my face that I only got promoted because I'm pretty. And I felt like I had so much to defend that it really hurt me for probably the first 
at least 90 days in my new position because I was walking around all like huffy and trying to prove myself like I earned this and you know you need to see that I earned this when in reality I already knew I had so much value to bring why was I so worried about something someone else said who isn't even you know in my current competition but then you also mentioned being willing to share information and their opinion to those higher executives it can be a little intimidating but again I love how empowering you are to say don't feel afraid to fight back a little bit and not in a defensive way again you're saying yeah no share your opinion and don't be mad about the response you know is yeah especially I think when if it's something that I'm going to be facing constantly like they would be they should have an opinion and be able to explain why they think that way and then let the executive team kind of take it absorb it and come up with an idea and be okay to push back again and say hey thank you for suggesting this have you thought about this as well or what this would look like have an opinion so you're not miserable in your daily life because no one wants that and if you shared that feedback it could open them up to say oh wow we didn't really actually think about that sometimes with those higher roles we think that they truly know everything and they have so much else on their plate that they no one knows the work better than the person doing it I agree and you know I can't think of the phrase perfectly right Mm -hmm. now but there's the idea that you know people don't get fired for working hard people don't get fired for having Mm -hmm a voice. People don't get fired for questioning things or having opinions. People get fired for bad attitudes, bad performance, you know, personality issues. People typically don't get fired if they're engaged in working. Mm -hmm. It's just not common. You get, so don't be afraid because, you know, sometimes, you know, I work with, like I said, mostly we have a heavy male dominated company and you got to be tough. You got to get in there. You got to you got to speak up. I care so much about the employees and the company and the people that work under me, but I don't have a lot of personal feelings. There's not many days that I'm not afraid to get in there and fight. Yeah. And the reality is, is because most of the time I've had other male executives say to me, get in there. You mm-hmm. got to speak up. You got to, you got to jump in. So I was on a meeting with my CEO this morning and I was listening with uh, four other men in the mm-hmm. room. And he finally said, Kelsey, I'm not going to let you just sit there and be, you know, Switzerland. You got to take an opinion yes. today. So and you got to be ready. You know, you have to be totally ready for that moment. So we work on a lot on preparing for those moments. So they're, they're not just like, you know, oh, my God, what do I <laughs> yes. do? Paralyzed by yes. it. So, but somebody's got to help them. Somebody helped me, truthfully. Mm-hmm. I didn't figure out. I had a ton of help in my early years. And that's the only reason I know how to do it now for young people. Yeah. It sounds like you had some yeah. great mentors and obviously developed so much more since then. And like you said, <laughs> you, you're learning from how you're mentoring these other women in their roles and educating them. And I'm sure you've been burned by believing in someone and seeing so much of their potential yeah. and oh, yeah. not having it come to fruition. That That's a hard one for me. Oh, yes. I've had de- definitely, I've had individuals who think I'm too tough mm-hmm. or too hard or pushing on them too much. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're a little lazy or I don't love the excuses or I'm frustrated by the performance Mm and you know I become the bad guy and so I have to just accept that I've you know you try every angle to work through that sometimes it's a maturity issue Mm -hmm. and so that's part of the risk of hiring 
sometimes younger individuals and developing them. There's a lot of personality that you're working through and maturity that you're pushing through. So, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with it because I know what, I know my, like my gut, my moral piece of this. I know what I'm trying to accomplish. Exactly. So as long as I can keep that in my head, there's not, there's not much else I can control. It's very true. Well, yeah. it's been such a good conversation. Uh, is there yeah. anything else maybe that you feel we missed or anything else you want to touch on uh, before we say goodbye? Well, you know, I would say this. I think it's unfortunate, but it's important and it's true that, you know, women typically have to work twice as hard to be recognized and mm-hmm. sort of climb this ladder. And so I tell any woman that will listen to me, yeah. take every opportunity given, take every responsibility offered to you, you know, provide really solid work and value to a company. Always think about mm-hmm. how you can promote yourself, your team. Don't be bashful. Yes. Let people know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Don't watch the clock. Just get involved and do good work. You know, I always say don't get involved in the gossip. Mm-hmm. You know, be be a good friend, but watch your tone, watch your attitude, watch your frustration level. Don't let people ever know how where they can take you. Yeah. And then, you know, campaign for promotions and raise and demand challenge, demand development. I think if you can stay consistent in those areas and your viewpoint and your decisions, good things will come your way. But you just have to know you got to work really hard. I agree. And I still have tons of work to do. I'm not even close to done. So I'm saying this as a person who is working really hard. You just got to do it. Definitely. I think you've certainly showcased that in all the questions and answers that you've provided. And I agree. I Women have to figure out different ways to promote themselves and to stand yeah. out and get people to buy into what they're doing. And that can be a little bit uncomfortable, but once you get in that yeah. sweet spot of building those relationships and people understand you're not doing it for the politics or to get a promotion right. that's not warranted, you really are working hard and you're finding things that you're passionate about so that the time clock doesn't matter. You would be working even if you were off the clock because you're so passionate and excited. We've all been in those kind of roles. And of course, it's not going to last forever in those excitement moments, but it's that that shows you, okay, I'm headed in the right direction and uncovering things that are more in my passion and my strong suit. And that is where I should try to focus more of my time if I can. And how can I get a role that would help me continue to work in these types of environments. Yeah. And typically if you do promote yourself or you do take on the extra piece of work, it shifts you because you're now involved with different individuals in the company. Mm -hmm. You're sitting at different tables. You're providing a different type of, you know, critique or you're in a different type of conversation. And if you do well, um, then they'll say, let's bring Kelsey in again, or let's have Nicole, let's have Nicole take that on. She did X really well. Mm -hmm. And that's nowhere near your job responsibility. And then all of a sudden, it opens up a budget mm-hmm. and a promotion. And all of a sudden, you're a leader in the company. So, you know, when people say to me, well, that's that's not my job. I'm like, nothing's in, no, in anyone's job. Yes. Just take it and go. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for uh, being a guest today. I'm sure we will love to have you on again with additional questions yes. and mentoring. So I look forward to an ongoing relationship with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was great. Take care. Okay. Wow. Was that not so good? I loved my conversation with Kelsey and I would love to bring her back. I say that with so many of my guests, but I've realized 
it's because I've been connected with some really great people. And as we talked about, I met Kelsey through another female-centered online group. And it goes to show the power of networking and connection. Because had I not reached out saying, hey, I'd like to get more podcast guests, and had she not responded volunteering saying, hey, I would love to share more of what I've got going on if it resonates with your audience. And yes, it most certainly does. So I loved chatting with Kelsey. If you want to hear the bonus question and what her response is, go over to patreon.com. There is some free content over there as well that you can interact with, as well as if you sign up to be a member, again, for $5 a month, you will be able to get all the additional unlocked information for that specific tier. So there's two separate tiers. And if you sign up for tier two, you will get access to everything. But if you sign up for tier one, you'll get access to everything that's in tier one. All right. Hope to see you over there. Until next time. See you later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.